Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Roll Radio. All right, before we start the show, I wanted to let you guys know about a cool new product I've been using. So as you probably know, I spend a lot of time sitting in front of my computer screen editing the podcast. And I realized um, that over the years, I kind of started to let myself go a bit. And I found myself feeling uh, tired and run down most of the day. Um, You know, and chugging coffee all day wasn't helping me any. So I decided to add some new health and wellness habits to my daily routine. So Liquid IV is a category-winning hydration brand. And their hydration multiplier is kind of like a long rest in a convenient little package. In just one stick, I get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. And I use it now in the mornings before I go for a long walk and when I'm feeling run down after editing all day. It's really been a game changer for me. My favorite flavor is Tropical Punch, and I always keep some handy in my bag of holding, right? And I also love that Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV also partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. Like True Heroes, they have donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. That's awesome. So I want to let you guys know that you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code ROLLRADIO, all lowercase, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Roll radio at liquidiv.com. All right, now let's tune in to Roll Radio. Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventures play the world's greatest role playing game. Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. We look upon a broad circular chamber, dimly illuminated by red flickering light. Around the chamber, stone trees line the walls, and their branches weave together to form several archways. Within one of these archways, we see a vista of cracked obsidian, smoke, and rippling heat waves. And through it flows a bubbling river of lava. We slowly move closer to the archway, and we begin to see the movement of shadowy figures within the smoke and heat waves. The figures begin to approach us, and as they draw near, the smoky and fiery scene dissolves into burning and crackling logs. And then we pull out to reveal that these logs are burning inside a fireplace, a familiar fireplace inside Sir Istival's home. Okay, so I've uh, fast-forwarded time a bit uh, from where we left off at the festival, and you guys now find yourselves in Sir Istival's living room. Sir Istival is uh, pacing nervously around the room as Jack throws a log into the fireplace. 
and sitting in a chair in front of the fire, wrapped up in a blanket, is Lord Darfin Flotion. He stares blankly into the flames, shivering as if, you know, fighting off a fever, and Stina hands him a steaming cup of tea. He takes it in his quivering hands, and he turns back and stares at the fire. What happened? What's the last thing you remember? Well, Sir Jake, I was returning to my estate, and when I was within a couple of miles of it, I began to feel an illness that grew worse the closer I got to the estate. Eventually, my body became racked with excruciating pain, and my mind was blanketed in a dark stupor. The last thing I remember is seeing my manor off in the distance. Luckily, my trusty steed Swiftwind sensed the danger I was in and knew to bring me back here to Daggerford. Interesting. So you very, never very made it. You never made it in the castle. No, I I never made it home. Wow! Not even within a mile. And you were going there to say it. Say it. I was going there to finally see my sister Shalendra. Your sister? Question mark. <laughs> so. What, can I, let me think, hold on a second. Can I roll my arcana? Sure. What are you trying to figure out? To surmise what sort of spell could cause that to happen. You know, like what kind of... Well, let me tell you, Esmir. Oh, you know, don't you? Yes, I know exactly what happened. Because you're, you're, you're a gold elf. Is he gold? Yes, he is. You're a gold elf. What am I talking about? I'll just shut up. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, last time we dined here together, I mentioned the House of Long Silences, yes? That was a long silence. That was, that a, long was a long silence, silence that follows. <laughs> that was a long silence ago. Why don't you refresh our memories? Mine especially. Mm. Well, the House of Long Silences is a structure in the depths of the nearby Ardeep Forest. It was an access point to a network of elven portals created back in ancient oh, times. Oh, yeah, portals. Mm. Portals. It's all coming back around to the portals, people. You know what's funny is people are always saying how those things don't work anymore, but then all of a sudden, they all seem to be, some of them at least, be working. So many plot points are revolving <laughs> around the, these portals. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, long ago, a house of elves called... Glargareth mated oh with boy. demons to gain power. Wait a minute, Whoa, wait a minute. Wait, that's a hookup I've wait, never wait. heard of. Wait, what are they called? Get say it again. Glargareth. Glargameth. Glargareth. Glardrageth. And you wonder why I don't remember these things. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you have all those books? I have a lot of books. So they're called the lard on meth. Yeah, well, that would never work. That would turn out bad. Yes, this house of elves committed terrible acts of evil. And at one point, they tried to use the portals for their dark schemes. Mm. To atone for those actions, my father, Elorfandar, swore to protect the House of Long Silences. He was a mage of great power, and he erected wards over the portal network to alert him if the portals were being used, and to prohibit the demon-tainted elves from entering the surrounding lands. Mm. And I believe these wards have been desecrated, and their magic reversed to prevent me from entering the Flotion Estate. 
And I also believe that the only person with the knowledge to do such a thing it's is your sister, my sister, Shalandra, Shalandra, who did this. I knew that. <laughs> I knew it. That's interesting. So she came back from Evermeet <laughs> just to work this evil craft? Well, I don't know, Cullen. I don't know why this is happening, but I do know that only a flotion can affect the wards protecting the estate. Mm. When was the last time you spoke to your sister prior to you uh, trying to go back to the estate to visit her? Well, I have not spoken to her in person for many years, but since she returned from Evermeet, we have exchanged many written correspondences. Oh, okay. And then the correspondences, you know she wrote them because... Well, because... Were they written in her hand? Yes, yes, they were. You're familiar with okay. her writing? Yes, Well, she could be under... She could be um, uh, under a spell. She's just a bad guy. It's not like she was a nice person to begin with, though, right? Well, <laughs> she has, you know... Come on, be honest. Well, we've had our differences, like any siblings, but you know... So, did she know, did she know that you were coming to uh, visit her? Yes, she's been expecting me for quite some time now, but I've been delayed by our dealings with the Red Wizards. In fact, I was on my way there when you arrived with the floating Thagar Grin. Hmm. Also, um, if the wards were being used to keep the portals closed... Can we also deductify that the portals may or may not be open? Well, the wards were used to keep people away from the portals. The portals themselves are inoperable due to my father destroying them many years ago to prevent their use by those with evil intent. I know, but if they're messing around with the wards, couldn't they just open the portals and maybe let an army come through to come and destroy everything? Well, I don't know. I mean, through our correspondences, she asked my permission to continue our father's work to restore the portals, mm. and I gave her my blessings because I thought it would give her something to focus on, something to be proud of, and right. I thought it would help us reforge a connection with our late father. Mm -hmm. But in her most recent letters, she lamented that she was unable to restart the portals and that she was on the verge of giving up. Okay. Yeah, but is it really your sister, question mark, that you were corresponding with? Exactly. Couldn't somebody have taken over her and just been using her to get to you and to get to your estate and to do all this stuff? Well, Like maybe someone who's got one creepy ass eye that lives with the Duke <laughs> or something like that? I don't know. Well, these are all questions that we need to find the answers to. They yes, are. we do. And the answers lie within the walls of my manor, which I cannot enter. Okay, so what you're saying is you need us to go there. <laughs> yes, I am humbly asking for your assistance. That's all I need. Quest time. Okay. Mm. Ah, to the horses. Yes. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, guys. We need a plan. Hmm. Well, we're going to have to improvise, you know, as we go. You know what they say, no plan survives encounter with the enemy. What? Who says that? Is that what they say? <laughs> An ancient general named Patton. Patton. And what happened to Ooh. him? I'm trying to get a patent for this paperclip thing. I think he died in some sort of 
horse-drawn carriage mishap. Oh boy. What a mess. Okay, so what's the plan? Give us our quest. I'm asking that you head to the Flotion Estate and find out what's happening there. And if it has been taken over by evildoers, dispatch them and restore the wards to their original state, if you can. Oh boy. But more importantly, your main mission is to rescue my servants and my sister. If for some reason my sister is behind the desecration of the wards, I would ask the same of you. Bring her back to me so that I may talk to her. Even though we've had our differences in the past, we're still family, and she needs to know that I still love her. Okay. Well, you can leave it to those guys. We're here for the job. And then I kind of like give him a little pop on his shoulder. (laughs) He spills his tea. (laughs) Now, you didn't say anything about not making her into a balloon, correct? I did not, no. Okay. As long as we bring her back alive and with all her appendages and whatnots. I would be forever grateful and in your debt. We will do everything in our power to make sure that all of those appendages remain intact. Okay. Uh, we could do that. We'd be more than happy to. You've done so much for us, Floshi, and we gotta figure this stuff out. Yes. Thank you. I knew I could count on you. To the horses! <laughs> well, it's late at night. This has all happened after the concert. To the apartment! Those guys HQ! We can sleep over here? Ah, oh, cool. Didn't you just get an apartment? Hi, but we didn't have a chance to move all our stuff. <laughs> and with that question, didn't you just get an apartment? I think that's our cue. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> Sorry. But we'll be on our way. Ah. Okay, so we'll meet back here for breakfast. First thing, we'll have breakfast here, and then we'll go over the plans. How's that sound? It's deep. That's a good plan, right? <laughs> he escorts you to the door. <laughs> well, it's a day and a half travel, so you should probably leave at first light, you know? Yeah, and then I, I'm like, okay, um, hey, Isti, just something light, you know, because we're going to be traveling, so nothing too heavy, no rations of pork or anything like that. Just, just maybe some porridge and some fresh fruit or something. Okay, we'll see you in the morning. Bye. Okay, good luck. See you when you get back. <laughs> so you guys make your way through the now quiet streets of Daggerford. The first annual That Fest is over, and uh, everyone's gone home. And pretty soon, you guys are back in your new apartment. So is there anything you guys want to do before you turn in, or anything you want to prep before your journey tomorrow to the Flotion Estate? Did we, did we go So I'm going to pull out my sensor and some incense, and I'm going to... Um, uh, I'm going to go around and exercise our new apartment. Nice. Oh, okay. And make sure that it's clear of all evil. And as I move by the gigantic moose, um, I'll apologize for the smoke billowing up his nose. <laughs> Achoo! It sneezes. Yeah, poor thing. Get this thing out of here! He's poor fine. Creature. Dear cool, Sir Elky John. He's laying down. Sir Elky John is sitting in the living room. <laughs> oh, that's Esmir's, right. Esmir's using him as a backrest. She's like leaning against him. Yeah, He's like a we couch. come home to a giant elk. Sir Elky John. I get it. All right. So as it, Sir Elky John's laying in the um, living room, um, and Esmir is using him as a couch, 
And she's also using his horns to like hold stuff. Okay, I'm gonna put this here. She's, I gotta organize my stuff. And now there's like stuff hanging off of his things. She's like, I can, I'm gonna make a glitter bomb. So by the time she's done, there's glitter on them. There's just like shreds of cloth and stuff everywhere. And He's then like every once in a while, she's gonna go hanger. up. She's gonna go up to her ring and be like, Jake, come in, Jake. You hear me, Jake? You there? <laughs> yes, I do. What was that? Cool, cool. Hey, Colin, Colin, come in. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Uh, hey, uh, I, oh, hello. Yes, I'm just in here folding me, me skivvies and. Uh, How long does it take for a man to fold a couple pairs of skivvies? I got pair, you know. <laughs> 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 How like do you do like a twofold or a threefold? Do you roll them? What do you do? First, what you do is you fold it in half, <laughs> lengthwise, and then you fold it into thirds. Now this is all going on through the rings. Through, through the rings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, say it again. And can I hear this as well, or yeah. is it like one-way communication? Now you can hear it. I can hear it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like rolling my eyes, wondering when you got a bag of holding, why don't you just toss the things in there? I don't have a bag of holding. You do. She does. I don't. I don't have them, do I? Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I whisper into this thing. You can use my bag of holding, you know, and just toss them in there if you'd like. No, that's all right. I got a backpack. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to do the folding, buddy. Let's do it. Come on. Esmir's got a pair of skivvies out. I just want to point out that the maximum a carry in encumbrance is 270, but I can lift, push, or drag 540 due to me tremendous strength. <laughs> That's a lot of skivvies, boy. Wow, you're super strong, bro. And I'm currently only carrying 160. Ah, cool. All right, then. Uh, Awesome. (laughs) Impressive. Does anyone have any items they still have to attune to? I'm still too afraid to attune to the shawl. I'm afraid of it. So I'm not going to. You're not going to? I'm afraid that if I do, it's because, you know, cursed items don't say in small print on the back, made in cursed land they 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 you don't know until after you've been cursed so you know i feel like i've already taken enough risks Ulrich with this, was never uh, cursed that we know of i'm afraid the raven stole is got some attachment to gertrude and therefore some attachment to evil you know the, utini evil. uh the kurgan yeah the kurgan and I don't need that ha- headache stalking us. So you're going to leave the stole uh, at home at the yeah, HQ? Yeah, I'm going to leave the stole at home. Okay. Um, did I ever attune to the belt of jostling? Um, no. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. What, what does it do now, the belt of jostling? The belt of jostling, so if there's a guy blocking a door, I can move through him. Oh, that's, that's right. Cool. Yeah, so... It's, it's the belt of excuse me, pardon me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they excuse look me, at me like I'm nuts. But they never hit. They just kind of watch me go me. by like, what the hell? Excuse that guy's me, got me. some balls. What, did he just jostle his way through there? Bro. <laughs> excuse me while I jostle past you. 
All right, anything else you guys want to do to prepare for your, your new quest? Okay, so I also, okay, I yeah, I just remember I did have some things on my to-do list. I need to make my glitter bombs, and I also want to try, I was, I read this magazine article about, <laughs> I got these, I got a hairpin. Remember I bought a hairpin at the shop? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I want to put a, I want to poison, rig my hairpin with poison. Do you have poison? Of course I have poison. Oh, you got some from the assassins. From the assassins. Okay. And I'm going to have somehow like rig it. So I have a hairpin in my hair and on the tip of the hairpin is like a little bit of wax. You poke the what you poke a hole in the wax, right? Okay. And then you put the poison in there in the hole in the wax. Uh-huh. And then you put the wax back on, you seal it onto the hairpin, right? Uh-huh. And then when you stab someone with it, the whole thing comes off when you pull it out. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. I know. I got plans, guys. So I'm going to make, can I make three of those? Yeah. And that'll use up the whole vial of poison. Yeah. Cool. I got my, I got my poison hairpins. I'm going <laughs> to do my hair up real nice tomorrow. I got my glitter bombs. Got my Sir Elky John. Everything's perfect. I know I'm sleeping out here with you, buddy. <laughs> and then when you disappear, my head's gonna go boink on the ground. It's gonna hurt, but that's okay. And then all my stuff that's on his antlers is just gonna be on the floor. She's got some, she's got her she's got some uh, cover clothes that's a little bit wet still, like laying you know after she washed her skivvies in the sink. Hanging on Sir Elkin John. Yeah, on Sir Elkin John. She's got her cloak on there, airing out. This, I love you. I love you. (laughs) So I'm cleaning out my ear horn of hearing and getting, making sure that there's no (laughs) wax on it. Um, I'm polishing up my orb of direction. (laughs) Very good. That was awesome. Cool, I don't have to find sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> and I say my prayers and I'm ready to hit the hay in my new bed. This is fantastic. So you guys spent the evening prepping for your new quest and the night goes by uneventfully and you wake at the crack of dawn by the sound of Esmir's head hitting the floor when Sir Elkin John disappears. <laughs> that was so comfortable. All right, so what do you guys do? Well, I want to roll my um, portents, and I want to roll my fluff ball outside. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to roll my portents first. Yeah. I rolled a 19 for one. Nice. And then I rolled a one. One. Yeah! Yeah, Right on! Perfect. Almost the best you can do. Yeah, that was awesome. We're going to do gray bag of tricks. Go badge badge. We still don't know what seven is. Three. Badge badge. Three is badge badge. Badge badge. Hey, badgy, badgy, badgy. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. She's going to tickle his chin, <laughs> give him a little punch on the chin. You're the best, bro. I'm going to I'm gonna go to the market. It's not far. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, we could buy breakfast at the market and some apples. Okay, so you head to the market square and you find it. It's just trashed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's garbage everywhere. You see a bunch of people passed out and others who are just wandering around. They're still drunk from last night. Staggering around with no pants on. <laughs> I need a miracle! <laughs> Esmir looks around and she sees it's like really messy and there's like litter everywhere. And she looks down, she sees like candy wrappers and stuff. Corn husks. And so she's she yells at the top of her lungs. You people are slobs. Wake up and come and clean this place up. Those guys aren't going to come back to town if you guys act like this every time we kill a few bad guys. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Slabs. She kicks some garbage. Pick this stuff up. When I come back, I want this clean. Ah, uh, Esmeralda, you know if you got time to complain, you got time to clean. That doesn't rhyme at all. I know, but, you know, it's true. It's, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean, dummy. And all these people are leaning. They're leaning on their beds right now. Lazy bones. I can barely stand up. <laughs> There's a guy laying on the stage, and he raises his tankard up, and he's like, okay, Esmir, we'll get right on it. <laughs> clean up, you slob. And you know what? Clean yourself up, too. You stink. <laughs> All right, um, so yeah, I'm gonna start by going to the fresh fruit and veg vendor. Okay. I'm gonna get a, a, a bundle of carrots and uh, five shiny red apples. Don't you need some hard cheese, buddy? Down In the out. wedge of hard cheese. You gotta have your hard cheese because what are we gonna do without it? For traveling. Esmir's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to go see if Seresti needs anything. You know, maybe they need some help finishing up the uh, croissants or whatever. No, we don't have time <laughs> for that. <laughs> Here, here's a carrot. A carrot. I actually do like carrots. So she's going to take the stupid carrot. I'll take the carrot. She, gr she grabs it. She rips it out of his hand. <laughs> Eat your damn carrot. Let's go. She starts walking towards the stables. Crunch. Karen. All right, so you guys make your way uh, to the stables, and you see Umbero outside there uh, shoveling some hay. Umbero! Hey, look who it is. It's those guys. Hey, wh <laughs> what a party last night, huh? Ah, yes, but we're off. We have an adventure to go on. Wow, no rest for you guys, huh? Nope, not for those guys. Hey, were you at the carnival last night? Umbero, were you at the carnival I last night? I was at the carnival, yes. I stayed for a little bit. Did you hear me jamming? Did you hear me jamming, bro? No, I did not stay for the concert at the end. I th Thankful Stiffs is not really my kind of music. <laughs> okay, wait, now, did you just change your ethnicity? No, I've always been this He's ethnicity. Always been Umbero. I've always been Umbero. This is me. It's who I am. I just I thought you sounded like a little less Italian this time than you did last time. It's probably because I stayed up too late last night partying. Okay. We come to call for the horses. 
Yes, yes, of course, I will fetch them. And I must tell you, Sir Jake, that Longface is a joy to take care of. He is so friendly. He is friendly. What about Clippity-Clap? Uh, Clippity-Clap is a little uh, ornery sometimes. Well, what's wrong with that? How do you think a horse is supposed to survive being nice all the time? What's the matter with you? Like mother, like horse. <laughs> All right, Umbero fetches your horses, and they look very happy to see you. They look uh, refreshed and ready for a new adventure. And then Esmir's going to be like, clippity-clop, dude, check it out. I made friends with the elk, and he's a magical elk, and he's huge, and he's really cool. Maybe one day I'll get to meet him. He's really cool. Okay, I'll tell you all about it. I think clippity-clop's a little jealous. No, no, <laughs> nobody surpasses you, clippity-clop. What, are you kidding? Hey, don't be like that. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. As if to say, whatever. I leap upon my steed. Abba! Yip, yip! All right, you make your way through the town and exit through the, uh, the farmer's gate, and you start heading north. We wave to the guards. We'll be back. At least we really hope we'll be back. And the guards barely wave back. They look a little hungover. The whole town is hungover, and that's not good. Really, this is probably the worst (laughs) time to uh, leave. Yeah, now would be a great time for a siege. (laughs) And orcs and goblinoids. Over the walls with their siege ladders. With large drums. (laughs) 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 And as you guys are riding away, it's like a shot of you guys from the front and uh, Daggerford's behind you guys in the distance, and there's like this horde. (laughs) army in the back. Around. Yeah, yeah. And they're like crawling over the walls like ants. <laughs> I got this weird feeling like something bad might be happening. <laughs> so you guys uh, make your way north along that road that uh, that Kelson took you on when you escorted the caravan to Jolkin. And it's a beautiful, clear day. The warm sunlight dapples the road as you travel. And the journey goes by uneventfully. And as the sun touches the horizon, uh, you stop to make camp. Okay. How far are we away from the estate? Uh, You're about three quarters of the way there. Okay. You'll get to the manor probably about midday tomorrow. Okay, cool. Uh, Did anybody deploy the tarp? I think we got uh, Elric's tarp. tarp. Out and we can use thing. the immovable we could use the immovable rod to just like hang it over our heads. Nice. Like a tent yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah, we're classy. We're classy campers. Stay out of the sun, you know. This is wonderful. These toys are fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to do is I want to pull out my balance of harmony. Okay. Naturally. And I just want to make sure the area is cool. Okay. And just because it's fun. Okay, you set up the scales and you don't detect any good or evil. Okay, cool. Right on. Mark, did you see my text? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, I'm gonna set up my alarm spell and I'm also gonna have AC do some recon overnight. Okay. So Cullen, uh, while you're setting up camp and gathering up some firewood, roll me a perception check. Oh. 22. Okay. Esmir, roll a stealth check. Stealth? Okay. Nine. Uh-oh. Okay, so Cullen, uh, you're 
uh, walking around the perimeter of camp, uh, gathering up some kindling, when you notice Esmir lingering awfully close to your backpack. (laughs) (laughs) And she's acting a little suspicious. Esmeralda! What? What are you doing over there? I'm just checking for, um, uh, um, spiders. Oh, spiders. I just clearing out that I thought I saw a spider over here. Oh, there it is. And then she goes, oh, there it is. And she starts running after it. And then she leaves. (laughs) (laughs) She's gone. I go check my bag to make sure nothing got slipped in there. Or out of there. Count my skivvies. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're all here. I love how that's become your focus. <laughs> your skivvies. It wasn't at first. After all this time. Oh, we know. I don't have a choice now. <laughs> it's a bit. Esmir comes out Esmir comes out of the darkness. He's like, whoa! I totally saved your ass, buddy. That was a big ass spider. Whoa. <laughs> you owe me. You owe me. Wait a minute. Was it bigger than the ones I killed at, you know, Fireham Hold? Pretty it was close. I oh, mean I could, okay. could well, ride on you. it, but it was pretty big. No I worries, buddy. No worries. <laughs> Alright, so you guys settle in for a long rest. Oh and you- I should have used my portent, my 19. Damn it. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> and other than uh, other than Esmir snooping around Cullen's backpack, uh, the night goes by quietly and uneventfully. Yeah. When we wake up in the morning, I'm going to um, water my circlet. Okay. What does this thing do? I know you keep doing this, and I don't know what it's for. What? My you circlet? Keep watering your circlet. Yes, I have to water it or else it doesn't work, you see. But what does it do? I can burst into a flock of birds. I flock see. Of seagulls, buddy. He turns into a flock of seagulls. Uh, if I, mm, if I, sparrows. Basic sparrows. sparrows. Seagulls. Seagulls. And then fly far, far away. <laughs> but I think I have to die for it to actually happen. Uh, no, you have to be hit with a critical hit. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. That's super cool. I am gonna be excited when that happens. I'm here yeah, me parties. too. I just have to remember to do it. <laughs> that's the. I think it automatically part. happens, though. Uh, no, you choose. You choose whether to do that oh, yeah, or right, right. or take the damage. You have to choose. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna roll my portents real quick. Okay. Twenty. Natural. Nice. Oh, sweet. Twenty, nice. baby. And I'm going to roll another one. 19. Ooh. Wow. God. The fizzle-fazzle dice. The fizzle-fazzle dice are on It's going to be a I'm... good day. It's going to be a good and day. And who are we expecting to see this morning? Let's see, guys. Come on, seven. Come on, Arthur everybody. Everybody get, put out some seven vibes. Seven, mm. seven, seven. Three. Oh, badge, badge, badge. Oh, it was like yeah. you never left, buddy. It's like you never left. <laughs> Everybody loves badge, badge. So you continue your journey north, and around midday, the road you've been traveling on begins to run alongside a cliff. It's not a big cliff, 
maybe 40, 50 feet tall. And after traveling a bit further, you begin to see the impressive home of the Flotian Elves. It's a beautiful two-story manor of warm gray stone and blue slate roof tiles. And it's surrounded by stately gardens and manicured hedges. On its eastern side, a stream flows between the manor and the cliffside. The manor's southwest corner is a two-story tall round tower. A parapeted balcony sits atop it. The northeast corner is also a round two-story tower. Atop it is a dome of copper and crystal that sparkles in the afternoon sun. And the road you're on that uh, follows the cliff eventually leads to the entrance of the manor, which is a one-story rectangular building made of the same warm stones and blue slate roof tiles. And this building sits right on the edge of the cliff. And coming out of that building is an enclosed corridor that stretches over the stream and connects to the second floor of the crystal domed tower. So the entrance is on top of the cliff at the second floor level. And the first floor is down below at the bottom of the cliff. Okay. I wonder if that has something to do with the fact that they have all those portals someplace, probably on that first floor. Okay, so here's the thing. How far... Uh, so we're on the cliff, so we're really close to this thing. Uh, you're still far away, right? Uh, but you're close enough uh, to see the manor and the grounds around it. And we don't f and we don't feel any effect from what Lord Flotion was feeling when he got even within miles of this place. Correct. You don't feel any kind of ill effects. Huh. So well, he said it was targeting him specifically. Targeting him specifically, right, right, right. Okay. Are we close enough to see if there are any people around the gate area? No, you're still too far away to see any details like that. Mm. Can I send AC down to do around to do recon and sure. see if there's any entrances on the first floor mm -hmm. down at the bottom of the cliff? If there's like a back door or a, you know, yep. like a back mm -hmm. back way. Servant's entrance or whatever. Okay, so you're gonna look through AC's eyes as he flies around? Yeah. Okay. And he's gonna like try and like land in trees and look too, instead of just flying around. He's gonna try to be a little bit stealthy too. Okay, so Colin and Jake, you watch as uh, Esmir sits down and starts to meditate and her eyes roll back into her head. I hate it when she does this. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then AC takes off towards the manor. And he flies uh, past that southwestern tower and you see that it has patio furniture atop it and a closed door that leads into the manor. And then he continues flying along the western side, and you see that in the northwest corner is another uh, larger parapeted two-story tower with more patio furniture atop it and another closed door that leads into the manor. And you can also see, as he uh, flies up and gains some altitude, that in the center of the manor is an open-air courtyard. Inside it stands a beautiful blue-leafed willow tree. And then he flies to the northern side of the manor, and you see more beautiful gardens and manicured hedges. And you also see, walking through these gardens, three knolls. Mm. Two of them are walking with leashed hyenas. And you can see that these knolls 
and the hyenas have light-colored fur with dark stripes. Yeah, we've seen these guys before. Yes, they're like the Theonols that you guys fought at Filand Lodge. I remember. And AC continues around and past that big crystal domed tower and past a waterfall that feeds that uh, cliffside stream. And then he flies under the causeway that crosses the stream. And then he flies up the cliffside to the entrance building that sits atop the cliff. And from here, uh, you can see that uh, carved into the stone walls are reliefs of willow trees and their branches uh, stretch out and intertwine with other willow tree branches. And they all connect this way uh, and make their way around the entire building. And within these carvings, uh, you see arrow slits. Hmm. And the main entrance is a door made of white wood and metal. And painted on the door is a gold two-headed griffin. Hmm. And as AC uh, 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 completes his sweep around the manor, you realize that there are no doors on the first floor and that all the windows are encased in iron bars. And other than that group of uh, gnolls you saw, you see no other creatures. Okay. And AC makes his way back to where you guys are hiding and Esmir snaps back into reality and she describes all of this to you guys. Okay. And as she's telling you all this stuff, you guys all see that group of gnolls um, make their way around that Southwest Tower. And they make their way up to the stream and they kind of, you know, they take a look around and the hyenas drink from the stream. And then after a couple minutes, uh, they make their way back the way they came and disappear around the corner of the tower. Oh boy. Hmm. I think we need to take them out and their dogs. I'm just trying to figure out if we can use, I got a potion of climbing. I wonder about that. Well, you have a, a spell to fly. I'm trying to see if we could go up the balcony, somehow climb the balcony and go through if that. If only way. someone bought a grappling hook. <laughs> All that damn shopping. Elric bought a grappling hook. El- Elric had a grappling hook. But it's elsewhere right now. It's, he's using it in hell. He's using to it try in and hell. climb out. To try and climb out. <laughs> if you can fly and you have a portion of climbing, why would you get a freaking grappling hook? Well, you wouldn't. You, yeah, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't. But we can't fly on you. <laughs> Can somebody else get something like that, or a rope, a magic rope, or something? I have a rope, then but you it's get a, rope a rope of mending. Didn't one of y'all get a yeah, rope? Yeah, Elric. Elric, Elric got that Did we, too. Well, didn't it's we attached keep to his it? grappling hook in hell. Oh, yes. Boy. <laughs> That's not gonna do us any good. No, he has all the climbing stuff. You guys all have rope. Yeah, I have 50 feet of hempen rope. I mean, I could just fly up there. But then shouldn't we be with you? Well, I could fly up there and tie the rope. And then we could climb. Because I don't need to climb if I can fly. It's just all I'm saying. Oh, boy. And then I just... I I, I stretch my back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can fly up, and I could give someone my potion of climbing. I could give you my 50 feet of hemp and rope, and you could just tie it off. Right. Since you're so big and strong, you could just climb your own ass up there. Yeah. And I could give you guidance before you go. But I think we're missing a key element here. It's that element of surprise. 
if we go walking up to this place, we're going to have to do it stealthily to get all the way around the building. Exactly. We're going to have to take okay, out the so guards. What do you guys want to do? That was just an idea. That was just an idea. It would. It sounds fun. It sounds like it would be a lot of fun to role play, but something tells me Jake is going to fall. <laughs> he fell off of a roof. But you didn't fall off when we had to get in, you know, the little causeway window in uh, Jolkin. That's true. Well, you got enough rope. You could uh, use one for climbing, and then you could tie another to Jake in case he falls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, now just pull me up. I'll fashion you a Swiss seat out of my hip and rope. <laughs> well, Colin just wants to go in the front door. <laughs> I know, that's what I was thinking. Well, we got to kill we... the scouts first. I agree. Well, they, the want, they went back to their patrol around behind the building. But we could right. stealthily take them out. Can we, though? Them and their dogs? I'm I mean, thinking... you're not super stealthy. I'm okay. Well, I don't mean stealthy, like ninja attack. I'm talking about a remote attack. I'm talking oh. about, like, bows. But anything or... we do could cause them to raise the alarm. Yeah, it's true. That's the problem. But if we get in, I mean, I could, I could turn myself invisible, and go right up to the front door and try and sneak in. In well, you could turn invisible and scout out inside the the opening. That's what I see if there's even anybody in there waiting. That's what I just said. That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll tell you guys. (laughs) And then I'll tell you guys on the ring on the walkie talkies. Yeah, the rings. Brilliant. We have a plan. And how long does this invisibility last? Up to one hour. One hour, man. That is crazy. Oh, you know, I could miss, I could use the uh, the stone. I could enter the ethereal plane. I can see things in the ethereal plane. Yeah. I could go with you, but in the ethereal plane and then step out of it when we know the, the area is secure. So that way you're not going in alone. So something goes down. Does the does the ring, the communication, go through the planes? I'm almost positive that I read that when I was doing it. Yes, they yeah. work across other planes. Okay. All right, well then, I'm going to stay put if you guys want to try that out. Okay, so the cunning plan that we've, we've concocted here is that Esmeralda is going to use her invisibility spell to go in there and do recon, and I'm going to go into the ethereal plane and go with her. So no one can see either one of us. And I'm there because if shit goes down and she's by herself, at least I can pop out of the ethereal and give her some backup. Why doesn't Cullen just go and you save the spell slot? Oh, okay. It was her idea to go invisible. I, I go mean, I'm in. just, th- I'm just it sorry. It was a I'm cool just, idea. Hey, don't metagame. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm just, yeah. I was... thought I would go in and be her backup, but what you're, what we're thinking now is that... <laughs> Maybe I just go do the recon. Yeah. Because there's no risk for me. Yeah. And tell us what you see. Yeah, okay. And it only lasts a minute, though, so... What, the ethereal plane spell only lasts a minute? Yeah. Lasts one minute. You could You could learn a lot from one minute, from ten rounds. Sure, yeah. I mean, I could run in there and run back out. Yeah, you could run and make as much noise as you wanted to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you could I could just... even move through the door. If, if it was yeah, you can move through the walls. Yeah. You can just for one like if, go 30 seconds in as fast as you can and then go 30 seconds out. Yeah. Go as far as you just you can even go sprint. further in there. How many turns are in a round and how many and how long is a round? 
Around is six seconds. Around is six seconds. And there's oh, 10 is. rounds in gotcha. a minute. 10 rounds in a minute. So 10 times 60. That's how far I can go. Divided by two to get back. So 600 feet, 300 in, 300 out. Okay, so I just put you guys on the map, and you're now 70 feet from the southern end of that uh, guardhouse or entrance house uh, behind those bushes there. Oh, okay. And you could just go through the corner. You don't, you don't have to. I, yeah, I can go through the wall, so I can just go, you know, the direct route to here. That's 100 feet. I could actually go 300 feet total before I'd have to turn around and run back. Correct. So it's going to be a really frenetic gaze. <laughs> you know, look around. And I'm going to look at I'm going to look at Cullen and I'm down on one knee and we're kind of like hidden behind the bush and I'm going to whisper, "Get in there." I'll tell you what I'm going to do because I'm only going to go right into the front area. I'll run in 100 feet, run out 200. That gives me uh a hunt that gives me 400 feet worth of seconds. So that Jake's gives got, me Jake's 12, got his quill 12, 24 seconds. Writing all these numbers seconds. down. <laughs> okay, so I can, I can run in. What the I have, are you talking about? I can boy? stand there for about 12 seconds and look around and then run back out and do that in a minute. Okay. All right. So for 30 seconds worth of running, 30 seconds, 30 seconds worth of looking, basically. Okay. All right, so I do that. I'm gonna run in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use the heartstone. Go into the ethereal plane. Run in. Run out. All right, you hold the heartstone, and it warms up in your hand. And uh, Jake and Esmir, Cullen suddenly vanishes into thin air. And Cullen, the world around you turns black and white, and you start running towards the guardhouse. And you run right through that southern wall, and you find yourself in a small guard room. You see a fireplace, a chest, some stools, a weapon rack, and a winch mechanism. I get on my ring, and I'm like, there's a chest, a couple of stools, and a fireplace. Looks like a guard room. 10-4. Hold on, there's more. <laughs> On the southern and eastern walls, there are arrow slits, and looking out of the slits is a knoll and a dread warrior. Whoa. Oh, boy. And you remember fighting dread warriors when you encountered Thegar Grin back in uh, Phyland Lodge. Yeah. Mm, yes. And you see on the northern wall a door and another set of arrow slits. And as you make your way to that door, you look through those arrow slits and you see the main entrance. It's an elongated foyer with uh, elegant benches and hooks on the walls for, you know, hanging cloaks and such. Mm. And on the eastern side is the front door, and directly across from it is a closed portcullis. Mm. And directly across from the uh, from the arrow slits that you're looking through, on the opposite wall of the foyer, are more arrow slits. Uh, it's a murder room. <laughs> So, like, if we went into that entrance way, we'd be trapped in there between arrow slits on the left and the right. Yep. And and a portcullis in front of us. And the only escape would be the door that we just walked through. And if they have some way of closing that door on us, then we'd be trapped. That's right. And then you make your way through the door and you find yourself in the room on the other side of the portcullis. 
And yeah. this room is furnished with an elegant wooden table and chairs and an empty bookcase carved to resemble a, uh, a garden archway overgrown with wisteria vines. Wow. There's also a door on the western wall that you assume uh, opens to the covered bridge that uh, leads to the manor. And there's another door on the northern wall. You want to keep going through it? Yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm just going to do a big arcing, you know, sweep through. Okay, so you walk through that door and you find yourself in another guard room, exactly like the previous one, including another winch mechanism and another knoll and dread warrior looking through arrow slits. Huh. Uh, geez, the levers and winches in these two guard rooms are for the portcullis and the front door. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I say, um, I, I do the same thing in my ring. I'm like, uh, two more guys, dread warrior, another knoll. Looking pretty grim in here. I'm going to come back. (laughs) And I I run back from here, straight back to everybody else. And I pop out of the ethereal plane. Good show, boy. Good show. That was brilliant. Yeah, that's a bad scene in there. So, yeah, that's a tricky situation. Yeah. Arrow slits to the left of you. Arrow slits to the right of you a closed portcullis in front of you. Yeah, we're not walking through the front door. I mean, what else can we do? We can try and climb the balcony, but... I agree, and then now I'm looking at it and saying we have to go through the balcony. I think we do. I think it's it's grappling hook time. Because there's no way that we could get into that room. I think we should make our way around to this lower balcony, the smaller one. And then Esmir can fly up there and go, like, land in the corner and stealthily peek into the door to see if anybody's in there or not. Mm. And then if there's no one inside, then I can throw you guys a rope. If there's, like, ten guys in, ten guys inside of there, I could fly back down and we could try the other balcony. Okay. I like Esmeralda's Me plan. too. <laughs> the best. Me too, because there's... That gatehouse is just too... There just seems to be no way in. Yeah, they're ready for us. Exactly. And if we get trapped between the two portcullis, we're screwed. Oh, yeah. We're in trouble. Well, that's the thing is there's... Try to keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys keep your distance from the manor, uh, and you find a, a good, uh, safe spot where you can make your way down the cliffside without any uh, problems and you know still maintain good cover. And uh, once you get to the bottom, uh, you kind of make your way sneakily to the outskirts of the estate grounds and the gardens. Okay. Also, we're gonna we're gonna time it out so that you know we did the whole thing like in the video games where you watch the guys go around and you time it out. Mm. Oh, for the no patrol. The patrol. So we have waiting them, for the, the patrol. patrol. And how long does it take for them to come around? Uh, okay, so you wait for them to come back around, uh, you know, to this side of the manor. And you calculate, uh, you know, from the last time they were here, that it takes them about 20, 30 minutes to make their rounds. Oh, shoot. We can do that in 20 minutes. Mm. Oh, yeah. So if, if I get up there, um, what do you guys have to help you climb? We have uh, one... I've got an immovable bar. I don't know how that could help. A potion of climbing. Hmm. When you drink this potion, you gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed 
for one hour. During this time, you have advantage on strength athletics checks you make to climb. So whoever needs that one can do that to make it easier. I'm the weakest of the bunch. And then... Well, my athletics is pretty good because of my strength at plus seven. So mine is not. I think I can climb. All right, Jake. Yes. Jake, it's not Jake Juice, but this is gonna help you be like Spider Man. Spider Man. What is a Spider Man? It sounds intriguing. It's a, he's a friendly neighborhood <laughs> kind of guy, you know. Hi, he can do whatever a spider can. Yes. Uh, thank you, thank you. I hope this and helps then... me climb up walls. <laughs> okay, so huddle up, guys. Okay. Huddling. Huddling. Here, huddle. okay, Let me get so... down on one knee. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, don't hurt yourself. There's the plan. I'm gonna get visible. I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna swoop up there, and I'm gonna stealthily peek in the door. And if it's all clear, I'm gonna make this sign. And then I'm like, I make a sign like. You got the, ro- really the rings. <laughs> the oh rings. yeah, but what if use your rocky talkie? I'll see. I'll see. Perimeter clear. Two clicks to the north. <laughs> Something like that. Something cool like that. And then I'll make some gestures. It won't mean like, anything, but it'll be cool. Yeah, and then she makes a bunch of like gestures, and I'll do that. <laughs> And then it'll, then I'll, and I'll, I have to bring the rope with me. I'll tie the rope off. I'll do the slip jimmy on the rope and throw it down. <laughs> and Colin, you climb the rope, and Jake, you can do your spidey moves and can't mm, climb up spidey here. Spidey moves. I like the idea of being a spider. I think, you know, this teamwork thing's working out pretty good, guys. I agree. This is fantastic. Mm. Teamwork! Go those guys! Go those guys, as long as it doesn't result in our death. I still think that name needs a little work. (laughs) It's a great plan until it fails. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, you guys stay hidden until the the Knoll Patrol makes another round. And when they head back north and disappear around the corner of the building, uh, do you guys make your way to the Southwest Tower? Yes. Okay, so you guys quickly and stealthily, you know, keeping low, uh, you guys make your way through the stately gardens and the neatly trimmed hedges of the Felucian estate, and you uh, soon find yourselves up against the manor's walls next to the tower, and two stories up is the parapeted balcony. What do you guys do? Okay, and uh, Wheezy's with us, right? Badge Badge. Badge Badge. Badge Badge! Um, this is gonna be kind of weird, but I'm gonna put you in my bag of holding for just a couple minutes. Is that okay, buddy? I can't breathe. I need your consent. <laughs> Sign right here. Yes, you can go in the bag. You may end up in the ethereal plane for the rest of eternity. You may get killed. You may. Oh, just sign right there. <laughs> he makes an X. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Badge Badge gets into your pack. What about AC? What's he doing? I'm gonna have him um, fly. Well, I'm gonna have him fly recon, but he's gonna do it as if he were a regular bird, not conspicuously. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Fly cool, man. Just fly gonna... cool. <laughs> fly cool, bro. <laughs> so you want him flying high up and keeping an eye out? Well, I want him to. I want him to go across from the balconies and stand, sit in a tree and kind of do recon 
from there as well. Okay. So I want him to switch between, you know, watching the the Doom Patrol. What are they called? The Gnome, Gnome Patrol. Gnome Patrol. Gnome Patrol. Gnome Patrol. Patrol. Um, okay, so I'll put him in a tree here between the two balconies. Yeah, let me know if someone comes out to the balcony for a smoke and then see what the Gnome Patrol's doing. Okay, so your familiars are ready to go. You're up against the tower and the clock is ticking. What do you do? Okay. Jake, here's your potion, okay? Thank you. So Jake, Esmir hands you a potion that's separated into brown, silver, and gray layers. And no matter how much you shake the bottle, the layers won't mix. Huh, this is neat. Esmir's <laughs> uh, gonna put her hands out, like with her, she's gonna bend her elbows to her side. And like she has little wings, not big wings. And then, You're fluttering. Yeah. And then she's gonna whisper, "I want to get away. I want to fly away." And then she goes, "Yeah, yeah." And she starts flying away. Yeah. Nice. All right. So you fly up along the wall of the tower, and as you do you pass several tall stained glass windows depicting wizardly looking elves. And you make your way to the top and you fly over the parapets and you land on a round balcony. And from up here, you get a breathtaking view of the estate gardens and the surrounding countryside. And in the northeastern corner of this balcony is a closed wooden door. To the left of it stands a canopied wicker sofa. To the right of it is a stone pillar carved to resemble intertwining vines. And atop it sits a beautiful stained glass lantern. And next to the pillar is a life-sized bronze statue of an elf with flowing hair that looks like flames. Mm. Do I recognize the, is that Flotion? It's gotta be Lord Flotion's dad. Uh, you don't recognize the elf. Or somebody famous. Okay. Um, does it look interesting? Like, should I investigate it? Sure. Um, it's probably just a decoration, right? It's probably just a decoration. Okay. First, I'm going to go, wow, that's a breathtaking view of the garden. And then I'm going <laughs> to talkie-walkie those guys. <laughs> guys, it's pretty breathtaking up here. You guys, it's pretty all clear. Roger, copy that. Over and out. <laughs> awesome sauce. Tell me, when's the rope going to be dropped for me? <laughs> oh, shoot. I forgot. Hold on. So I'm going to tie it. Don't I'm forget gonna... to tie the other end. You know, up there. <laughs> So I'm gonna do the slip jimmy, and um, it takes a little while because she almost forgot how to do it. And then she's gonna drop the rope down. Okay. The rabbit goes into the hole, follows the squirrel. Come on. <laughs> All right, so you guys are down at the base of the tower waiting, and then you see the rope fly over the parapets and flutter down the side of the tower. All right, I grab the rope. I'm off. See you at the top, Jake. Hold on, Cullen, wait a minute. Let me guide you on your climb. And how is Jake guiding him? I'm guiding him by... Give his booty a boost. Give him a boost. <laughs> um, giving him a pep talk. You know that if you channel all of your energy into your strength right now, you grip tightly to the rope. <laughs> grip. <laughs> climb like a climber. <laughs> now, get up there. I feel guided. 
I should climb like someone who knows how to climb. <laughs> and then um, we gotta do the sideways camera angle so it looks like he's climbing up the wall. Yeah. And Charles Nelson Riley pops out of a window and he's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, it's Don Ho from the islands. <laughs> All right, so Cullen, uh, you grab the rope and start climbing up. Roll an athletics check. So I roll my athleticism. 21. Nice. All right, so you're making your way up the wall, and Jake, you drank a potion of climbing, and you grab the stone wall and start climbing up. Roll an athletics check with advantage. Oh, 1823. Ooh. Nice. So this is um this is your first time drinking this kind of potion. And you know, Jake's had some issues with climbing in the past. <laughs> so so what's going through Jake's head right now? So so I put my one foot, my left foot up on the wall, and I just kind of lean forward because defying the laws of gravity just is not comprehend in my brain, right? So I can't I can't figure out how this is happening, but I feel... What are these laws of gravity you speak of? It sounds like you live in a world governed by laws. You know, yes. Physical I'll laws? I'll explain it later on. It sounds anachronistic to me. Um, I, I lean forward and I kind of push myself up and I put my, my right foot on the wall above it. And I feel myself uh -huh. like, I can do this. Like, this is freaking weird, but it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got the sideways shot of you guys climbing side by side up the tower. Uh, and you're about halfway up. Uh, Cullen, roll another athletics check. Oh, no. The guidance didn't happen again. That's correct. Yeah, it only happens once. It only happens once. It only happens once? Yes. <laughs> okay, I rolled a nine. Ah, uh, you lose your... You lose your uh, foothold on the uh, side of the wall, and you slide down the rope. Oh. What? That's not cool. But you manage to stop yourself before you hit the ground. Okay, cool. Oh, man. So I stop climbing. I stop climbing, and I look down, and I see him, and I say, that's what I mean by gravity. Donald <laughs> <laughs> Hole, what are you doing here? Well, I came back to get some land we lost back in Hawaii. And to do a little singing here in Gotham City, I hope. Well, I brought my most important prop along. It's gotten me as far as your bad ropes have gotten you. Hey, I think I'll introduce bad ropes in Hawaii. Picocan is more easy that way. I'd like to sit here on the beach and chat with you all day, Don, but... The surf's coming up. We've got to catch a big one. Okay, fellas, I understand. Aloha. Aloha. everyone thanks for listening to roll radio all right so those guys are off on a new quest uh it's been a while uh, since their last one since Firehammer hold uh and you know a lot's happened since then uh but i know they're they're pretty uh excited to get back into a, a quote-unquote proper dungeon all right uh and i hope you guys are too because uh, it's going to be fun i think we're uh, we're at a point in the story where the end game is is visible on the horizon, so to speak, uh, and you know it's just going to be nonstop action till we get there. Most of it, I think, uh, I'm ready for, uh, but some of it, I have no idea how it's going to come together. Uh, but you know, that's part of the fun for me, you know, putting the pieces together and uh, making it all work somehow. 
All right, I want to give a big shout out to our newest patron and fellow adventurer, Laura Ann. Uh, thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. I'm glad you're enjoying our, our crazy game, which is, of course, Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module by Wizards of the Coast. All the in-game music and sound effects are from Sirenscape.com. Check them out and uh, see how they can help you make your games more epic. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook and uh, click that red circle link uh, in the show description to get all the product discounts and the different ways that you can help support the show. And don't forget to tune in next time when the party asks themselves the question, is it okay to loot your friend's house? <laughs>